recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery. This is The Poetry Project. If I were to establish a theme that uh, ties these three authors together, and I guess I had to, um, at least have that somewhere in the back of my mind, um, it's the um, question of an, an inward turn within the somewhat fraught conception of constraint. Uh, the, del the delineation, I think, that is often arrived at with respect to the inward is one that relies on a solipsistic, solipsistic marking, a verbalization of the self that screams, me, 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 or just me, myself, and I, etc. So if there's a way out of this and, uh, and maybe to establish instead a sort of inversion of, of the inward, it is through the acknowledgement of constraint, the restraining tie of text to its indeterminate possibility as lines that are pulled rather, rather than lines that pull. And in this resistant passivity, uh, uh, sort of an allowance for the absorbent regeneration of the poetic text. So Mel, Mel, Mel Bentley writes in Whatever You're Talking About Adapts, Quote, never collapse into the danger of coherence together amid the downfall, enable algorithms to learn about her, merge her worlds. The danger of coherence or the collapsible identifier that established the adaptation not only of the surveilled subject but of the coherence of the way title itself merges with poem render these statements not only an impossibility of their own constraint but also beg the question, to what coherence is the enabled subject capable of being modified? If the poem, um, is what, uh, as Mel writes, our so-called recovery and that this is, quote, not a good poem, then we have to ponder the means by which the collapse of the subject or the interiorized merge, the lines beginning uh, either as nominal consequences of their forward or prepositional in their expanse, and by what means these lines, many it seems, pulled from headlines, collapse themselves into a subject that wavers between the credulous distinction of time in a univocal matter, manner and time as expressed by the abstracted space of the poem itself. I'm not sure that I understood that sentence myself. Um, with, <laughs> with this, um, take Bentley's Stub Wilderness, a series of letters addressed largely to names stripped of all but their first initials, or first letters, or the means by which address of letters becomes the reduction of space to address itself. Then what is particularly notable here is the reserved concrete element of the work where the prosody sharpens the visual field into the awareness of the gaps in the sentencing of delivery and the close of the casualty of space, divorcing the syntactical machine from the content of its control. It seems to me that Mel's work relies on the kinesthetic re uh, relationality of language as it becomes text, the moment at which it realizes it is trapped within an expressive modality of an exegetical becoming that is inextricable from its determination as it stands itself. Please welcome Mel Bentley to the Poetry Project. Thank you so much. Um, there we go. Is that good? That's really good. All right. Um, the the language, as was noted, is often spread out across the page in a field, um, but that's not your concern tonight. Um, Stub Wilderness is available at the back for five dollars, just to help me cover some printing costs if you're interested. Um, and I will just get started. You, 
striking void. I do not know my way around inside your face, all of your physical body, in fact. The image is only possible with lack of knowing. Now knowing I am lost. Finding my way inside you in the dark, blinding, is giving me blind confidence. I bruise myself on tables, corners, upset chairs, and other smaller furniture inside you. I learn your face. Passively, I move through blind with some ease, looking for another room, scratching into milk black film for another opening in my need to push out further, neglecting vacancies with which I have no patience, neglecting small changes of the rooms already. There are slow shifts always. I am not the only one, not even the only one knocking into the furniture. The work. In order to go on, not forward, but persisting, wipe in the morning to preserve the slippery pink of viscera. The back of the throat of morning especially is raw, as is every spot where interior and exterior meet. The tunnels, and of course the gut. All sites of intersubjectivity are regulated. Feelings are a system of public transportation. The perforated impossible whole landscape the whole impossible perforated landscape. You are a smear of light called a lemon yellow burn. You seem to come from where the throat should be and dissolve outward. Interiors are most like a wheat field, signifying an improbability of audience and an inability to imagine an improbable audience. So what one means seldom turns out. This seems equal to godliness, especially the inability to recognize. Um, the assumption is that the ethical is inherently unsentimental. Where the dream of land ownership has been dead much longer, interiors are smaller, weathered, patinaed. Despite differences, all interiors fold easily into a fixed perspective pinned between glass displays and a wilderness of white space. The photographs horribly are not horrible. The eye fix fixates on uprights, the not quite destroyed. The damage, after all, is not total. Colored cereal packaging means that it could have been worse. Bones. This was um, part of a collaborative project that, so the language is all uh, produced collaboratively and then um, I took it after the project was done and um, shaped palms out of it. So it is both appropriated and entirely personal. Bones. Early morning bites along the wrist of 4 a.m. There are no birds, dreams, or glances. Words horny-rimmed on the mantle break from dirt or glass or wood, from flannel, smoking sections, closed, changed owners, amp sound in living rooms, littered, rolling, tobacco, plastic spools, corn, taped walls, leather jacket, mugging, burnt coffee, wet, woods stomping, hard light of winter, 
Recurrences uncanny with differences compiled and reborn in boxes and parking lots, self-proliferating figurines against poles, embracing seat backs, wrists folded, again, window, line, sidewalk, thought, winter, eating beast, mostly a bad time, hospital visits, pained gate and bitter with a cane, a telegram of medical terms sensed through internet, searches in the evening, sewer cracked, a continuous gray stream, radio, a crude dawn, going again, the shoulder, ribs beneath, bruised and legs, a well-socialized poet conforms to perpetuation of a reflection that is familiar, a non-reflection of man-hauling human absurdity, and objects leak into life, mind a mechanism of sifting and sleep-turned, texture articled and repeatable, stirred a descent confronted by silence, it forced stop, stutter, materializing in limitation, distance released as the goal flies, soothing or seething, first an explosion, but that is common, a sterile landscape, periods of obsession characterized by disappearance, letters returned to sender, Trains pass, hammers against the middle of the night, the glass breaks. Like the first time you recognize someone's face, familiar, half buried in a potato field. Dormant, the goddess of boredom, waiting for yellow, no rain, an art gallery. As you likely already know, I am exiled, shifting. He noticed a plundering of body, the oblong crescent cut. The earth began to read like runes, war pretzeled the terrain. Before the goddess, nothing can be asked for. After the goddess, there is no going back. Radio programs get in the way of the manhunt. This is inevitable, a book of simple steps. Maps of the underground tunnels shatter your mirrors. Every day we attend with careful consideration and in the best interests. This hadn't been before, only now. It is always too soon, certain duration unspoken. One bar of soap, one comb, one one-inch pencil. I write to you, a repeat offender. If I were an individual, I would be much smaller, a bit of skin bumping against the moment when I'd flake off. The world ends in the night, giving way to streets, leaf-filled, wind-blown. Were you the one with a body of books? If there was drunkenness involved, is spilling in lines as if avoiding, as if wholeness were avoiding. Tapestry in clean lines, spilled, stacked, and skeletoned. Being gave a sign, and poetry took a residence to the east of Eden, struggling with the impediment, I mean implement, a fetish of scratching out identity, she said, has no connection without crossed wires, crackle, immaculate, incapable, spirit in the flesh bottle, slimy with the seeds of tomorrow. And there's nothing so strange as edges and forgetting them to get a hand into that stringy interior. And there's no getting that seed out of the mind strings release as if there was one, again and again, another adding, and one and other, another piece separate, another whole separate piece crossed parallel, non-equals of sound closest to the skin, raindrops down the nape neck, a fine fur before the second knuckle, fingertips come closest, and in the swing of labor life, every morning, green fields lost in one after the other, to bend the back, to grow thick in the tongue, an explosion has already happened. I am not adept at this regurgitating. We mistake detritus for the ways we resemble ourselves, sewn together again. Back to the beginning, or how did it all begin? 
a flashback riding the Greyhound we kissed for the first time and spoke non-language. They thought in unison, fingers. When sexual relations occur, sometimes a dialect of sorts, touch tone, there's an awful lot of stolen plenty. In unison, together they swallow. Maybe in unison, heads inclined to find the dictionary, ripping out long strips of definitions. They were buzzing, they were all buzzing. The sound was a hungry roar. Tell what you find in this ellipse. Glue the maze of evolution to the spine of a possible day, lips exhausting nothing. The earth turned to ash, I started to whisper. What door is this? I wrap you, you wrap me in the periodic table of the elements. I cannot hear you. Loose skin dispersed in atoms, unleashed crumples, becoming in a cloak of night, separated. Our colors along the floor move away in the mirror. The earth is an expensive mess with no name tag, only hollowed out molds for in-betweens and middle distance. Silence was an unpredictable sea creature as it is every day. What proximity includes body? Didn't clarity die? You, my East, being a cropped pantheon of under-survival, vulnerability, postulated, the urge of translation, wants even rewarmed possibility, erased trespassings. It conforms into continuous particularities as artifact, a possibility of thick order, the tearing you're rolling. Remember, mythology is damp and tearing already along the long consciousness. Self-proliferating jacket machines portray living. Experience, swing, sell, seem, all things expressible, where the reflection in return is an experiment in being born here of morbid, folded spirituality. Cracked, familiar, narrow, dead, reanimating once again an attorney to find a patisserie where there appears to be no plaid further. What is it that we know before we know it? What is it that, we s that seems complete? It becomes tempting to think tablespoonfuls are trespassings and dishwashers, a destination backfire, backfire mentalities and expletive, if only to formulate a plant, a new kinsman of laboratory, only a continual bayonet over a phenomenal landmark. There is no novelette beyond. Maybe the speedboat revolves and spinsters, unable to identify its semiconductor and not semiconductor. Doesn't it seem easy? The wean, the wound, conforms to experience so that some of this must have come from inside the semiconductor into the scribe of the miniature like a chimera ruse. All right. Crime. According to today's paper, it is illegal to shine a flashlight into the air outside of your house, either for 30 seconds or for five minutes, for the purpose of finding out if there is a black ops helicopter hovering 50 feet above it but only if there is a Black Ops helicopter hovering 50 feet above it. It is not illegal to report that it was there in the newspaper or on the radio, or to report the legal charges against the man and the fines that he must now pay. Some dirty thing for Daniil Carms. If crime is the admission, admit one. Um, I'm from Washington State, and uh, 
I thought I would read something that's a little bit pastoral because uh, it seemed that maybe we don't hear that a lot here in New York. All right. This is a story that a hitchhiker told me. This hitchhiker. This hitchhiker, young, pocked face, went to rehab with Bo Diddley's wife, Mrs. Diddley, he says. You know, the magician, musician and inventor of the guitar case latch and post-it notes and a certain rhythm who lived out in Trollhaven, out in Gardner, pentagrams in the front yards, fence beams, all carved snakes. He, Bo, would walk in certain paths, rituals he developed for certain days of the year involving prayers and going back a different way than you came. Gates open to let the spirits in or out. This hitchhiker goes mushroom hunting and log harvesting in million dollar mile where one log can bring in a million bucks. In music wood, for a Van Hillen guitar, three old women with knotty hands making rock and roll instruments in the woods. Grandpa was a moonshiner, father a postal worker who fell in love with Pansy en route, knocked her up and they ran to Colorado. Pansy's pa chased them down and shot him, took the girl and child, the narrator. Beginning in her belly, they ran to Washington. When narrator David Wayne was seven, Papa rolls up in a big car, shoots dad twice through the door of the trailer, hit him too, shoulder in the leg, hauled the kids down south. Two years later, mom and dad got to get their kids back, and after a big brawl, Papa lets us go for good. Pansy had a degenerative brain disease, only takes a few more months to die. The dad of David Wayne, now aged 11, catches double pneumonia and dives to grief. Tonight, we are delighted. We are delighted at the atomic level. We are delighted once again after many years. We are delighted to be joined. We are no stranger. Where we overlap, we have become children. When we are excited, we move, and our movement creates a lubrication that is most like money a wooded feeling, grainy. What can we do? It makes a pleasant impression. Deeply involved and intertwined, we keep trotting it out, the grainy feeling. We are worked closely. We are slept like a baby transitioning into a libretto. We have included by now numerous volumes and awards, joined illustrated graphic inside an egg. We pick at it, the egg. We pay her, begin to pay her, we begin to pay her perhaps too slowly. It helps us every day of our life to be human or to try to be human. She's jagged. She's dead now from killing herself. Many things remind us of her, and a lot of that may just be the temporal proximity of our memories to each other. Maybe that's just the surface, like sushi on ice. We can't eat sushi without laughing at our expense. She leaked, and what she leaked included us. We wondered what the book might have been that we would have given her had we thought to give her a book. We make stuff that people want to buy in order to console ourselves. Without her to hold us, we ooze a little, and there are some areas of separation. But mostly, we remain. We are emulsed like a fine mayonnaise. It is not an issue of whether or not anyone believes in us. It's an issue of identity and identification. We don't have an identification. Identification is a distinction that implies boundary. A boundary belongs neither to the inside nor to the outside. A boundary belongs to both insides and outsides. 
and we have none. We don't push, neither do we run. We fruit, we flow, we jam. We were kind of into farming the room at one point, um, but the main thing we were kind of into is being a jam band. We began as a general impulse to want to be great. We depend upon the network for all our consumption. When we lost contact with the roaming network, the main band fell apart. We love the way that we build followers and the way that we aggregate. We feel like we'll probably settle somewhere, but it's hard to tell. Armory show notes. This continuous building, a conversation of orphaned letter forms, orphaned body forms, experience exposure is quickened by the effect of the building is permissibility. But there are questions about permeability. There are questions about propaganda, our chapbook exchange fetishes. Modernism rooms itself, children with cold fuselage, wreckage of color. The transit systems glitch like skinned, pre-existing models. Interpenetration of sheared interiors glimpsed, but this model presumes stance, though it is not dense enough for a fixed perspective. An unauthor's note. These remnants, the aftertext, are motionless, must have had a ghost author a certain shade, are themselves a subspectrum, a thin residue. Still one hopes to find some one thing left to choke on, one last bit to stick. So these are mule poems slowly, a finely furred cactus. Um, this next poem is from when I used to read slush piles a lot. Um, and I would be like, I'm reading so many of these poems. There's good poems inside these poems, very, very deep inside. So I would uh, sort of erase, and I would never keep more than three words together. So it's not technically plagiarism. Plagiarism has to be more than three-word chunks. Um, I know, uh, yeah, I was very interested in the definition. I'm not even appropriating. All right. Recycled, number one. The failure to maintain narrative seized. The purge, a title, dissident, packed up, forgot lights. Our nocturnal January playing nation state. Our hysterical realism, headachey. The best marriages were hand enameled, but that was another planet and we felt fattened. News about burning cities. I supposed the plastic arts were protected by red capped penises. Our city, a license to panhandle to be heartsick 54 hours a week, our union trying our mouths. I'm going to skip this one. And um, because I'm at the project, I figured I would read um, a few sonnets. There are only sonnets in the sense that they're after Bernadette Mayer's sonnets. And they happen to be 
14 lines, but um, sonnet two. Sprawled like small gods, dumb over the architecture of the moment, how our stories lined up to equal this improbable thing, maybe keeping my neighbors up all eight hours, plus diner and cheesesteak breakfasts we found perfect. There's no critiquing it, nor knowing neither, because you said, Deleuze said so, right? So I'll read the books. Like Cabaret, I said, the world's falling apart outside. Let's fall apart. I can't anymore. Are you kicking me out? I'm kicking you out, but right from the road, call from home. There are two spirals of your hair in my sink. Sonnet five. Fitted orange fleece, crusty Carhartt jacket, black hat, the first of men who'd scared, expletive, broken down beach fort, twisted trees too dumb to hack with words at, how bears are not quite non-human. He'd pick the fight too drunk to not get beat, no get the problem right with mostly tools and time. Those two huskies are something with an ocean for a name in that spot. Receipts with the name highlighted so we'd order every half hour from the waitress who asks when we're getting married. Again, we're watching the tide inside the smoke-filled car while I hyperventilate something like a friendship built of silence gives off blankest, blankness, gloves and a knife in the bar one night, old men in the woods in single wides and their graveled voiced old ladies. Sonnet six. Last night when we talked with your migraine, history was weirder than we'd re remembered. We're a nerd to the words where beauty is difficult, but a good poem is easy to spot. I shouldn't be a service animal. How can I be a service person? I don't want to talk about television, the symbol for earth here is made of plastic. I'm trying to prevent picking an evocative economy of how to behave to be read versus re releasing bootlegs haphazard into old age. Sonnet nine. In places the room is a nervous system, loose ends burnt and melted, so I'll love you when I have the energy. Z already stands for two people, and I'm just not ready to hate anyone, I just keep forgetting to do it. This is a real-time Chris Kraus project in the poetic tradition of Snocky's placemats. In the poetic tradition of, no thanks, I have Chinese food in my fridge. In the poetic tradition of, what are you gonna do, write a poem about it? Jackie, come back, come back till the love booth. There's room for about 30 po poetry books in here and a poached egg. Um, and this is uh, a project called uh, Descartes as Descartes, or uh, right now it's going as Sender. Um, and it's um, entirely appropriated and collaged texts that, um, again, have been appropriated and collaged into a voice um, that seems pretty, sometimes seems pretty unified. There's nowhere, said someone over the phone, there was silence. It was written on the page, it was a new chapter. Change the conversation you're having with yourself and throw the kids into the deep end where rats adapting to overpopulation show symptoms of sudden violence and withdrawal learning in the flow that most people have been in a coma for the last 12 years. They bit each other and it was news that the enormity of the room whose door has quietly shut was pressed into familiar shapes of thinking that there may not be riots or the opinions 
of juror B37 were her own. I guess that's how vice works in the vacuum, but I can't find her in the various databases of a whole Amanda of loss says get a better job hippie. They're just book forms of PDFs, a circular dependency detected police were a network of metadata extraction algorithms, automated strikes, and the umbrella skeleton of a prototype screening facility able to see what wasn't advertorials using factors such as ethnicity, gender, breathing, and heart rate to detect cues indicative of malintent, disappearing the possibility of articulation or speaking of desire pivoting around the discovery brings to 10 the number of bodies that have been found of the 17 who disappeared, but there's no harm in speaking clearly as long as the miracle appears obedient despite sympathies this orienting surface was protecting the possibility of touch. The body behaved as a limited resource in spite of its excess was cordoned off, gif, glitch, data mosh, landscape, pixel, hand, secretly traded the excess of life experience, credit with bad flags, behaved as a steering mechanism for stars, untouchable as a digital content format evangelist around which orient no birds in the trees apart from these which will be eaten on Tuesday officials seem certain however many people died and whoever they were none of them were non-combatants because he had no right to kill himself we're all devoted so much time to cracking the text that discovering it is gibberish would be tragic franchising the practice of using another firm's successful business model. She felt disenfranchised, but breasts gained no benefit from being denied gravity. I used your texture here, October 1985 for $11,000. Not one is the center, material is the equipment or supplies in military or commercial supply chain management. Children required to follow these scripts of feeling in order to get their grades, in order to serve the vitality of the institution. She needed less empathy, not more empathy. Program at best esoteric throwing stones is the birthright and duty of anyone occupied a spectral fraud of a village. The thing we're trying to achieve is the spiritual event where no one's a genius. I only date androids. The chapter head is running down over the body text, the root causes of schoolyard domination, stars cut and shaped so that the present said the heart wants what the heart wants and the heart wants violence or who got they shit together the entire time you knew me in Waco, Texas. I was carrying a composite of all sorts of guys at their desks in a busty sculpture of ISIS called truth seemed to understand the appropriate response reflected a desire to adapt a willingness to shift quickly. Changeability was strength and everyone wanted to evolve out of themselves without realizing post and transhuman minds composed to television and radio lit blue to the pulse of screen, mostly memory external, communicated through electronics, trouble with keeping their Englishes straight, coffee cups full of local snow when the Arab world thought we were Facebook or the IMF of squirrels, even Trash cans can kernel panic without an electronic device like a 40-watt unicorn. Did someone cut it open to show us? Ah, bad. Elegy, 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 elegy. Thank you. So um, if Mel's work was about the reliance of language on the body of its production in-text, then to me much of Abraham Adams's work is negotiating the reciprocal possibility, how to untangle in some ways text from the body it has already become, a sort of cold bucket of water on the head of rigor mortis walking into a room.
I'm thinking here of uh, Adam's se uh, sequences, seances, in which he takes a book, say, Don Quixote, and like a proper seance, uses a mode of bibliomancy to construct a new text, a poem. But if a seance is meant to bring to one's mind the departed, it is curious to me that Adams uses, for the most part, text and translation, as though the medium, the translator, were being created, uh, were being created as the dead or inextricable from the dead. The seances, filmed as they are, offer a different sort of automatic writing, one that also incorporates the inexpressibility of noises. In one, a car sta starts up outside. In fact, it's actually the Book of Disquiet, which is nice, too. Um, and the re-enlivening flapping of the pages opening. Thus, the inexpressible, the seen and heard of the recorded object, elect to provide their own ectoplasm of the secondary translation, or is it tertiary, in the articulation of the text as a body within the world, and the world itself a matter of the distortions of the corpsed or lapsed image that cannot, apropos Blanchot, be approached as other than the language's disarticulation at the point of limit i.e. that the text is foreshortened or foreclosed on by the limit of its reading itself. But let's stop at this limit for the time being and open it instead to the work itself, shall we? Please welcome Abraham Adams to the Poetry Project. Um, the spiritualists of the late 19th century did not yeah, as far as one can see through their documentation, drink while they were performing. But the technologies that had recently been invented that documented them were intoxicating, I'm sure, for them. So I'm going to drink this beer while I do this. That was really loud. Hi, Abe. Hello, Abraham. November 1st at 3.47 p.m. Yes, I would like to, Abraham, Merritt, November 9th at 4.26 p.m. I marvel at your message, the parade November rhymed in December. December 3rd at 9.18, Abraham Adams PM, 11.21 PM, PM, AM, PM, Merritt, Abraham, 11, 11, <coughs> 12 PM, just long ago enough that sex is a nice 
1236, Merit, December 2829, warm bath. Your internet, God bless the funnier for a while. January, thrilled, pet-faced fucking not by this sassy-liked paper hair. February, merit, shit totally expected, PM. Hard to know. Oh, I see. I mean, that's great. YouTube.com slash watch, question mark, beautiful, Vasquez. God broke my ass. Paradise lost. <laughs> I'm sorry if you were feeling mm, Abe tentatively. I don't think I'll weary or sleep soon or rage tonight. Extension without happy, dependable Russian buying. You are a beautiful arrangement of Ballet, hand in hand, film reading Oscar Wilde well as schooled related for the summer. No big deal. I love you, 8.50 p.m. April 2nd, April 3rd, April 3rd, April 3rd, April 3rd, April 3rd, 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 4th. And of the other scenes behind me sometimes, to people who have eaten already, to put my lips intermittently with happiness makes me happy. Reading and thinking about running for one hour, I have, mmm, not really buying them, doodling however my knowledge and happiness describes God, a phone of other things. My pants is crazy. My bone when you're sucking the, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> Sorry. Revealed 3,900 around here for a while. Unfortunately, I may drink a little coffee. Mandelstam represented tonight. Your impressions look terribly 2.30 p.m. Smoothies. 413 couldn't commit to put you there so fast. You wrote a third wonderful translatability. I figure, etc. Anyone else today, Mel? I love you, Mel. I don't think I'll have a kind word to say to anyone else tonight. I love you, Mel. I don't think I'll have a kind word to say to anyone else tonight. Especially since this essay, my love, is a keg hunt, including the words of the film Music, The Road Home Estranged Especially from Star, and rather than today, loving you, God, trees, two-thirds, possibly, where you were wandering nine miles. Hello, Merritt. Hello. Happy birthday. I wasn't all summer accepting houses. I heard over in the corner of the room the velvety gas corrupting my clothes. Drinking with Anderson, my dear, 
for being outside and guessing you might have expected my fucked up old tomorrow until 10 p.m. dropping literary common hatred of silly ways of doing things. I myself am pizza favorites nonstop. I first my movie uncommon feeding the number of missiles cleaning my basement, my faith in Jorge went pretending to nothing were a stoner, but Polina revitalizes the morning. I do not feel my presence. I have joined the class. I am genuinely denting our symptomatic surfaces. I think my tongue belongs in smoothies. My strategy <laughs> sometimes. Um, It's comforting. Number one, probably in a chair. Number two, I want to collect all the pieces of my life and probably in a chair, I don't have a camera. Number three, the plays were never meant underwear fondling everyone. That would probably help. Um, men in bathrobes in favorite albums cleaning hard. Their boyfriends are phenomenal as expected. They look nice in brown pants. My tongue belongs this morning. I feel a huge amount of water while you sleep. At the same time, at 10.07 p.m., at 10.08 p.m., at 10.08 p.m., at 10.09 p.m., at 10.51 p.m., I peed. <laughs> Uh, Abraham, when I'm, when I pull your smash, I'm going to bed. There, so fast for the bath, I make a mess. <laughs> your neck, obviously. I'll be in, at the coffee shop from four to seven tonight. I just constantly sounded like tape. I would never pass in the morning. Maybe some, maybe, Oscar Wilde is fun. You dearly for maybe stupid Francis Bacon shows, projecting sunset in the Branagh version, toward intellectualism with some risotto to catch the bus, my dear. Hey, hey, I spent all day on Facebook. I would like to go raging. Bricks tomorrow on Easter, yeah. I could do video games crying in the house and powerful wretched mate, my irritating eloquent fingers practically traveling. Shit, my class mechanisms explain my broken fan. My presence. I identify a, a phenomenal movie of Kiwi. Actually, this morning I wanted to go away, but about the Parmesan not knowing of please, yes, happy at this point, no shit, let's come for your body in the third year. See you, dear, tomorrow, a pile of organized Easter. 
Worcester, originally very popular, Abraham Adams and good sleep. No, stupid, apathetic cat ear fell out of me. Congratulations, exchange a couple messages. But for the idea of curling over the way, on March 11th, we sleep Piscea, do the bricks feel wicked? Dependable farts are realistic. I study always the discourses of corrupt, appreciated. I can't inflect writing at any question that might tonight be satisfactory. I'm home, I'm about to hunt, I'm actually about to make a smoothie. I now have a bit. I'm seeing Burma. He misses you. I can see it in his eyes, the pier, the drinking tea, the bookstore proficiency of slowly beautiful them. All seems technical, dismissive, purple. Is she okay? In the background, my house is trying to find last night on this computer. All he's got is pride. Eli in the day that since internet was the background of love, I got my wonderful mail. I will start. I love you, mail. Let's talk on a conceptual level. Macro, vegan, spelt, few days, no movie tonight. I drank the whole bottle. You deserve a uh, self. Have I seen this day? It is glorious at four, very sweet. Muffin cell phone, terracotta. Nice terracotta love, back in pretty miserable not knowing. The New York Times at 1.47 a.m. Sometimes this is a great Ian. I am poisonous. Beer is thanks. I am class not shitting particularly eight minutes of adjudication. She looks terrible. So far, so only studious Kiwi. My phone going time for home. What do bricks have wheels? My dependable person being independent. Extension for so much Vanessa sitting tomorrow. I'm not all things. That's a funny PDF. <laughs> I woke Abraham Adams. I happened pretty rarely. I spent the browser adding glances. Come on over. I allowed myself to distinguish licking your enhancements. My safety enhancements answer my love with chili. I explore swimming, absolutely. I keep writing. I'm finally writing. I'm obviously welcome. I upload the videos. I shower, really whispering something. <laughs> My tattoo, whispering, wonderful. Cell phone down there. Ah, fuck. Kitschy, crab-pleasing fatness. <laughs> Stateliness. A really wonderful Adrian Truscott. Bizarre grafting. 
the writing appeal of actual differentiation towed tomorrow from the change that wanted to include you. I had a crush on bats, farts spilling from the signification of a powerful comeuppance. Come over away some time very sadly to realize that you've graduated and erase the chains. I'm crowded. I'm rested, wishing messages were nice to feel at campus. Actually, that was yesterday. My phone was doing really well, Nick. Intermittently, intermittently. Um, I pull my February, your clavicles, your torso, toast with butter. The fucking some more important tomorrow. At the show here, probably coming around the many shocking roads home. My house is creepy. Tomorrow, I pick nice sick figures dearly. My class is sleepy. I raged tonight, of course I did. A terrible thing, Ella. I've got my car tomorrow. Oh, you too, Merritt. I dump cups of hot, mouthing water into the fumes or the verse exchanging that we buy about an ex to noodle the lazy, commencing things, a great snow day, lying in Facebook. Baby, I'm just writing refraction, passing my phone to myself. I'm just a painful t-shirt somber girl, like Gatorade. Go to the library, I can bring you there. <laughs> I am filled with temperature toward noon. Nice notes of cinnamon. Interesting, but I'm okay. Okay, I cleaned my room. You are mysterious, eerily conceivable. I ran all the way to closed morning, 13.5 hours from kale and smoothies. The mist rises off of the making feeling good, try wholesome, reasonable, large amounts of something in the way. I love morning, fortunately, unless together I like to think about chunks of time. I wake, am drunk, a low-key project of opening, congratulations. I don't think I'll have a kind word to say to anyone else tonight. It sucks. It's a beautiful day. I'm exhausted, I got your message. A tactile conversation of exhausting nonsense. Nice morning, though. I have my paper later in the week of knowing, sometimes, sports bras of cinema. Anderson and Amy kissing Yvonne Rayner in a film about that movie. I feel sleepy. I get flustered. Higher species, the feet of my virtual girlfriend, computer. My panel, the panel, because of my cold in Northampton, a good state of work is sinful, similar in thinking to air from my butt to eat dinner. Maybe she ate out of the bag.
your jealousy is performativity. There have been causing extreme sitting potentials. Let's go outside. I love getting another reference. <laughs> it happened tonight. <laughs> good night. I feel hopeful. I do not remember good memories. <laughs> my, my weekend is, is here. I've been thinking, you are likely sad. I love you. No flair. So, um, <laughs> if we have had the possibility of so let's get back to academic language, shall we? <clears throat> so, if we've had the possibility of constraint and casualty, I wonder at the repetition of phrases in Pretty Lord Crichton's work, at the use of the body, the belly, the balls, the way the earth ends up in a bucket where the sea is at the end of the city. Purdy's work seems to open a space for, as she puts it, a quote, well, actually the A is in the quote, so quote, a pregnancy of light in which the subterranean has faces of vermiform herbs. This is not the place of the grotesque, per se, but the tangibly existent, passing away. The encounter is a tangibility of the sensual dialogue of decomposition that turns flora to fauna, and vice versa. So, if there is this directional tangibility of space's opposition, which is the passing into space of metamorphosis, then, as Crichton writes, the child thus becomes the receptacle of God, and that all we can perceive of the scene is the buoyancy of the skins between their hands, the prophetic vacancy of the air between their genitals and their hands, traveling light in the child's irises. Everything good over there? You guys? All good? Um, let's skip to the last sentence, should we? Let's. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, um, the fossils of cats, the fossils of young boys from a distance look altogether the same. Please welcome Pretty Lord Crichton to the Poetry Project. I emerged from the world, similar in shape to how God made me. If there really is such a God doing such a thing, Vedic of Blue remains, the foreign preseminal language, but 69s are mine like a drunkness. When we fuck or shake sex with the masses. Now I leave behind what I think I know. I leave it all there. I'm sorry, can I say it again? Um, I'll try again. I emerged from the world, similar in shape to how God made me. If there really is such a God doing such a thing, a vertical blue remains, the foreign perceiving our language, the 69s of mine like a drunkness when we fuck or shared mice with the masses. Now I leave behind what I think I know. I leave it all there. Like most like your face, calm and wise, frothing with drops of all musks and memories of old shaped cleanness. In the room that is all I know and the place I inhabit in the house that is all I am and I have ever been. I stay in one place, look around the cosmic cheese that is my mind we try to collect our thoughts in the shapes of monstrous clouds, sickly pearls, emeralds, collapse in the room in which we've learned to dwell. And I see you, and we were found, and you're made again, and I am too. 
back to a primeval forest before the houses that ourselves were even erected. The virgin habitat we built around one another that is not a time or space. On these twigs there, and this house here, and that leaf here, and the palm which surfaced the humming's yellow-green stillness of long asters and dead gods' long-forgotten faces? Some things are known, and we cannot avoid knowing them. And there the light attached to the back of the bugs glowing against tree barks at night. And we suck them so hard they can barely stand afterward. Like remembering we know that stars are far away and could either be burning or dead the moment we look at them? What would you give a shit? It starts with my pussy placed where you cock you should have been, rubbing against your foot. Afternoon spent with the rubbing against your thighs and a mouse around your cock, a passage to the other part of me where I roam between your cock. And then the propellers are in the top of the old houses, set into motion only if there's the motion full of the human inside. This human breeze that is the hollow space hung up in the air between the two strangers' hands held their palms upon palms, as if those hands pertain not to two different bodies, but to one, bodies snatched and stitched back into an intoxicating crepuscle of natural blackness. It is a terrible sight, a man enclosing a face he had kept wrapped in white jersey for the whole time of his errand and stepping off his horse, or is it a camel? To lay down on his stomach against the desert ground, a few steps only from where the horizon split with the land and the sky, to rise on his own like an ocean, and the promise of a sky plunged to deeper sky, like an orgasm with two fingers in the ass. We are to be haunted and obsessed by God, but like, but the absence of God and the leftover of his absence and having no face or believing in anything and hunted by our crave for remaining alive, that is, the limitation of our body that bound us to the great melancholy of times when we could pass through the horizon, that we now always would move us forward and make us the hunters in turn, hunters for timeless till time, of using with the lean line, clear line, as a bone hung above the ocean tiles. Mm, this is why I feel that some men a long time ago wanted to believe the earth was flat very bad. Mm, I dreamt the night before last that I brought my dad a basket full of rabbits and hares. Some were lives and jigglings and some were nibbling at the basket straw, and others had pink eyes and blue nails and were naked, and some were skinned. And the hog in winter through trees gallops where snow nests purr, and this hog in winter purrs like snow when he sleeps, and the hog in winter brings snow castles to life under the pallor of, of his field. I should write to my dad sometime, I want to write him a letter that starts with, Dad, are you treating yourself well? Are there things in your fridge still rutting ever more each day? 
Is this ever-growing pyramid of pyrite bottles in the middle of your kitchen, still preventing you from accessing your sink? Dad, I don't like those two cherry tomatoes forever forgotten in your bathroom next to the toothpaste. Dad, now that your other daughter is a bit older, does she tell you to stop panning up everything you don't like anymore in the backseat of your car? Dad, I would like you to eat well, and I would like you to stop smoking weed and to stop smoking so many joints and stop putting so much caffeine in your body so you can live longer and I will have the time to make some money to buy a plane ticket. And then you can come visit me or I can come visit you one of these days. Dad, how is your heart? How do you feel? Do you get sad often? Are you okay? And do you still get breakfast from Taco Bell? Every day, it sucks that I never have money because I can never travel places like some people can. You know that sometimes I feel like I live inside that song, The Big Country, by the Talking Heads. I want to tell my dad things that his younger daughter might not tell him. I want to say, Dad, your daughter, Zanti Danger, she's almost, what, 13 or 13 now, in a year or two. She'll be halfway through puberty. She must start getting wasted on the beach, right? Wasted instead of a on booze and weed. Steal the keys to your car on booze and weed when you passed out on Red Bull and vodka to get to this party on Main Street where everyone get fucked in the ass for the first time. Isn't that what the young are doing these days in California? She must have a blog where she posts pictures of her legs from under or sideways or above so that the others might like her. She might kiss a girl whose face is a wave and move away from her home to, to a farm or a seashell or a little pile of dirt under a boot in the woods for a while and start eating up conjac peels so those roots will grow inside her belly and she will spend days without eating so she'll stay skinny. Listen to my heartbeat, how they pendulate and dwindle like olives brutally flinged into martini glasses. Those be my heart gliding against the rose glasses. There are no thorns in heaven or hell, no flower or TV diner or school reunion to attend. Solely at rest at the ankle of the tree line which I've made for you, molden with clay, which the moon halved and my girlfriend is acting all crazy said the little Statue of Liberty costume kid uh, this evening. I know that there's something about this moon that's almost evil. It's my girlfriend. She's acting so weird. But all of a sudden, it's because the moon is all wasted and fucked up and shadowy and shadow. And I know that there's something in this world, in the world, like the tidal wave, like the way our blood becomes the ocean. And the ocean is the blood of the sea. So the moon sucks on it, you feel me? And the stars sometimes look double. Doesn't make it, it makes me think. Okay, the stars, they twinkle, when really there's just two of them, man. Sometimes I really get all cozy and I'm looking up at the stars and the moon crescent, growing larger above the highway and the puppies, stars, and the wines and spirit bodic. It's like there's that divine hand jerking off the streets into all the astros in the skies 
and they're all at once, and all at once, all, all over the parking lot. And the moon is seeing all that. And all of this is good. I'm so turned on. It comes light, undecipherable stuff all over the place. That fat red star thing right here, that's Mars. And then there's Jupiter somewhere over there. Um, there's this bluish star thing right there, almost round shape, mm, blue right there. Not just right there, just blue and, and red. And there, there's, there's another star, and it gets there at night, blue like planet-like, and almost shaped like a planet. But to be honest with you, I haven't seen that baby in the sky for a while. That was all right, he said. I stand here on that highway, wave to those cars, and they pass me, eat my crackers. I eat my crackers when I please. I take my time to think about it. I take my time to think about my crackers, and I look up at the moon, and I listen to my music, and I listen to my music and eat my crackers. Jim, I'm sorry. Jim Bean's t-shirt exists and Ramon's do too. And a fat blonde boy wearing a t-shirt that says Britney Spears with a blonde child on his shoulders exists too. And everyone around here goes a pizza bus to carry. A silence, a fork is passed onto a hand a knife follows, a plate is replaced by silhouettes, and muttering in dreams, and murmurings too, the way whales would in sleep march in a solemn procession toward the east. And that visions would mean the virtue of having not died in a forgotten place, where a mind isn't anymore ours, a mind that pertains to what? A mind senile and forgetful of its own infinity? I think it is a primordial truth and that we've discovered something very important, that the greatest thing is to die of a natural death in our sleep, part of a natural organic process, outside of the mystery of our existence, and that is the greatest, greatest virtue, to choose to die out of curiosity for it, to be self-sufficient and selfish and microcosmic and leave the physical realm in a curious state still looking for a way to mingle to the horizon, terrified, and our atoms glowing like a tombstone, like the tombstone sometimes glows in dreams. I want to possess, travel through, a mind filleted by the incessant suckling on one another's mystifying, carbon copying with a godful breath. I'm in the hospital room where um, we gave each other morphine, um, and we gave each other morphine shots, and then I bring you to the hospital, and then you were in a vessel, and I was navigating through you, um, and then you became my death, and you were taking acid with William. Um, there's a glowing green cross of pain across your thorn and across your chest, and this is the sea, and Aurin is reaching crops, and it's clear there, and I can't wait for the muse and the nurse to come in my room with the little notebook that I have been typed down in. I tell myself, I tell myself Delhi in making her lunch being initiated aloud. So she said, here's the food you can have. 
it's like a kind of abundance and it's made entirely of food and it goes into my ear and first she say you can choose the entry and then you can choose the cold drink then you can choose the meat and then you can choose the vegetable main course the dessert then you can choose the dairy a yogurt and a close drink and the cheese then the fruit I had a smell smeared all over my butt cheeks. Your asshole resembled a broken fragment of the bright moon disc. And everyone we knew was alive. And my entrails were moved when you scratched the earth of your feet. The beautiful gray salt of the sea. Come in my skirt, I cried. Come, come inside me through my, the middle of my cock. Come in my novel. Drink vodka from me like Louis did when his boyfriend asked him to. Will some of you come in my palms, then made my spread and made my fluids be gently all over your spine and be cremated through my pussy juices while you watch over me a movie or eat chili or fall asleep with my cum echoing and running through your hands like scrolls rolling down a tree like snow bullets? Come slowly above our planets as we pass out on lamoline and become clan streams Come inside my ears, where raspberry seeds cut in bells are forever buried. Come all over my brain, like that beer can you spilled all over the other dogs. You've carefully peeled up into pastel pyramids on a primer, and then in the mirror in the little carabine. In the woods in Bojin, when you were high on acid and mushrooms and ketamine and ecstasy and weed and whiskey and other things with William and Eric. And in the flowers, I tripped over a dewdrop fat with water, to which I glued my eyes. We talked about pissing in wormholes, and ketamine flakes were flesh vanilla leaves against my navel, so I inhaled. And lagoons came and carried away my legs. I took off my hips and glued them to the sea line, and I took my leaves off my face and flung them into the highest wave. And the wave went surling down darkened hills, I wish to awake drunker than I was when I was falling asleep in the pink haze of the pigeons in a cold, south-breathing morning, small scrolls of air quietly rippling the cocaine-colored heads of the pigeons, winds undulating against all things, the butchers dreaming, hanging, the fat delis, and the lambs were a fluvia of old chocolate cakes and green olives and the dye books, melancholically, Hopstocking among the jugs and pearls and seeds and oranges. Wow, look at that beautiful rhinestone brocade. And unripe fruit littering the streets, the color of the sisters' napes, purring like leaps against a sapphire mandolin, the palm of Chaco's hands. Oh. Um, Butler died um, when everybody thought he couldn't die. His friend and followers, at least, suspected he would be something which would be endless. Endless as the world he showed them and the herb falling from off the flute of the always strolling Pied Piper of Hamlin. Uh, like this handsome young man that children followed of their own will, tripping. Baudelaire is one of the figures of literature that were so impressive in their being that they seem to have existed forever. 
um, to be absolutely necessary and nursed by the whole crowd of birds of fate and prophets that had among the pages of poetry history preceded a wholesome word that of his own within the world he inhabited rather than part of the world that he would have inhabited and other people live there. Poetry is, and we always re will remain, omission and orgies. So Baudelaire never tried to be and live there. He always tried to contemplate it. This was a world for him. And his world was to be alive, and he was contemplative, and his contemplation was the contrary of the restraint of drunkenness. Baudelaire took a great heat out of being read and admired. And that is why I feel close to him. His poetry was terrible and imprecise and crafted and skinned and loud uh, because he never, ever, ever once wanted to die. Imagine what kind of man it takes to gather such a strand. That life itself isn't a burden for him, but a luminous craftway into the world of the dead the world where languages auto-strangulate themselves. The world is embowed where Loa Palmer from Twin Peaks um, hallucinates an angel, and this is the world where Baudelaire virtually embodied his friend, his poetry, um, the world itself. Imagine how close to us they were, those young poets that are reunited each, each week to take drugs together and speak about it. They were congressing to hallucinate together. These hashish nights were reviewed back then and envied, and being part of them was in a way inscribing oneself in an everlasting fantasy. Um, Baudelaire and Gautier, Théophile Gautier, will live forever in their writings as testimonies of such a time, but all the other guys writing at this time had just vanished because they were only like on ornamental and they were gallons of, of so like very uh, farewell lands and nobody cared about them and they were just the, they were the only prophets of their time and the mind can only cherish and feed on our five like five or four, four poets total um this i think is the only um amount of people and poets we can read and Gauthier think that, yeah, this is right. This is the only people we can feed on. It's five or four. And they were as black as a knife. And Gauthier said, hey, I think that um, I'm starting thinking about cherishing them. And I think that I found for us some more ketamine. I'm trying to keep my back about against my pillow. I'm on my mother's mezzanine. Um, she just had a chin operation, removing some fat skin cells. She just had this big band-aid covering part of her face. And each time we come across her in the house, um, Michael and I, um, she's asking us, hey, are you afraid of me? Do I look like Frankenstein? It's, very, uh, it's a great mystery because um, most people uh, shortcut the creature to Frankenstein itself to his maker, because Frankenstein is not Frankenstein. Um, Mr. Frankenstein was pretty fit and he looked great, uh, but the creature looked really strange. But um, 
my mom was having a cigarette and she was next to me while I was trying to write and she was on the couch on my left hand side and she was telling me about the time when she was 17 and uh, she went into a crowd at the state concerts and distributed among the people which were at the state concert uh, steak and fries, but uh, the steaks were raw and the fry was cooked uh, by her. We were looking yesterday at this uh, list of sci-fi books that people like to read, so many people writing, writing to be forgotten, writing to be one day dead, and none of their were surviving them. How can we write in full knowledge that they can really don't accomplish anything and they have no prophecy? It's for me a mystery. Um, but maybe we are the only ones that are sentient. And Baudelaire, Schaller, Genet, Arto, Rimbaud, Sarah Nicholson, and Philip K. Dick, and Whitman, and us bitches. I remember being Arto on the mountain. Also, I remember being him when he took a bath. I don't recall ever being Genet. It is um, as if being him has always been a part of me. And he knew my bish, um, because you gave me such the language of beauty of your body, of a boy's body. I was scholar when he wrote the poem that says, steaming tie, cutting ruse. And the one that starts with the line that says, Watching you sleep, a thing you do so well. And so the sun controls the stars, and then because all of us poets and prophets, we know so well what the sky is doing, it's really easy to be alive, and it's something that I find fascinating. Um, if I feel death, it is because there's so much things I still need to remember and to write, because I have accomplished not that much in my life, and I, don't, I didn't accomplish so much of my prophecy, um, I am saying that without shame or humility. Um, I want to be a prophet and fully aware of it. And us is a prophet too. And remember when we were at the Mariana Osbanov in Berlin and we were walking through clouds and there were strong emerald hooves and on a head of deers? This evening I had drunk whiskey from a water bottle and sit on the floor with Maya among the small crowd in the concert room. It was a very small room, like 50 persons maximum, and Jeremy, who didn't have a ticket, got really drunk, waiting for the concerts to be over with, and he was eating leftovers of the food that I had bought, and there was an Icelanding cello player, with, and I listened to him with my eyes closed. This was a few hours before we met for real. I watched the icy floor, of the forest entangled to us. And then you became squares, my bish, and coldness became your dead deer snape. And the hunters, who was faceless, or I was within him, uh, was dragging the deer into a fabric, a velvet fabric, and he brought the deer into um, some kind of cabin and then he was cradling it, and he fucked the deer, and I sucked his mouth, and then, then you met me, and I said, hey, I'm just drinking whiskey, and this deer is a little bleeding. I haven't met us yet, but you were with us all the time, and then just, you haven't met us, but you were with 
us each day of your life. And this was part of a fantasy, a fantastic exile, where you are all my only landscape, and you're my home, in my homeland. And for us, there's no space or time outside of ourselves. When I died, you took acid with William and texted me the cross of pain, patterned with dark green swirls and brown thorns of ache, wreathing around it that you've seen closing my body. I let half dress on Jerry's bed in the morning while the other were getting ready to leave and masturbated over the noise of milk being poured into glasses. And lots of MDMA gathered from book covers and mirrors and plates and placed into plastic satchels next to leftovers weed or in the hollow of small folder cones on paper sheet. Um, um, my favorite story about Jeremy goes as follow. One night, Jeremy had brought back home a girl uh, from the rec club, and he was on his way to her pants when he realized he needed to fight real bad. So he excused himself, and he left her on the bed um, and rushed to the bathroom. And then um, he really realized he had to fart, and he farted so bad, he actually crapped his pants. When he returned to the bathroom, he had regained a little bit of good hygiene, and then he had fallen asleep. And then the girl said, I have to fall asleep. Um, to hidden girls uh, in clubs, Jeremy would make some few mandatory dance movements, and then Jeremy would say, I want to lick your vagina. Could you please go and clean it? Once we were in his bed taking cocaine, and he said, pretty. I bought this cinema yesterday. Why don't you go and use it to clean the inside of your vulva? So after that, perhaps, maybe I can eat you out? I decided it was time for a short lecture on female anatomy. I said, Jeremy, the pussy is not what you think. Let's put it this way. Okay, how would you like it if a girl came to you and then just asked you to go clean your prostate just before they sucked your dick? That doesn't seem to make much sense to him. You're dirty, he said. Never mind, let's hug instead. <laughs> um, we, did. <laughs> we did, and Marie Vier cried all day on the sofa while we were trying to have sleep together because she thought that we were fucking, which we were not. Uh, Chuckle peace on his sister's legs and you peace in my cupped hands when, when I lived in Paris the first year, and I lived above the periphery on the top floor um, on the student building, and the sky from my window looked like a white rose plucked away from the sea. I too plucked some clearness from the land, and I held it with my fingers and lifted it with my eyes, with the searing sky up high and tall trees crouching together like brothers. We had dinners at that Vietnamese place where the bathroom is always flooded, then whiskeys at the Follies. Mm, this was today, and now it's ended. Now the dirty leaf, the cushion, the eagle film flying above cliffs, little electricity stains, shiny pebbles dancing at the fingertips of a drunk lover laid down in bed by a strange hand. There were cypresses and a moon above them, people beating large slices of beef while watching 
unsolved mysteries shows on TV, wooden urns filled to the brims with cherry brandy, in which the carcasses of small birds are preserved and cherished and rinsed. There's a long philandrous weave of small black hair, melancholically tumbleweeding on the door seal of a hair saloon, which reads, for black lady only. All I want to do is drink whiskey and listen to music and daydream about your balls softly spreading against my lips. This is the beginning of a painting, a piece of sculpture or poem or monument. And all of this is wood and long blonde hair on a teenage nape grazing the slug white hand in which a sugar light packet is lulling. Hey sister, how are you gonna get your hair today? You should get your hair done today and your nails too. I don't have money, I said as I walked past this nail boutique reading Kafka's letters to his father. I don't have money, I said to the old man and um, he was uh, Indian and very pretty and he has a very nice shirt, very blue shirt um, and he was reading fluorescent orange pants. I don't have money, I said. Um, he wanted me to buy this one roasted corn sticks. He was busy reassembling on the little green tin can cauldron. Kafka was saying something about his uncle being late to a wedding. I felt soft and moist because of the codeine pills I had just taken. A little after midi on the street, you will see the ice water merchants in their azure of most suits, spring on salt at the water of the roasted chicken wings that they eat from pale green paper kernels. When I don't have money, I drink cheaper whiskey. I eat spaghettis with nothing in it. And I, I stop taking the subway. And I stop going to parties because that costs money. We were playing Scrabble this morning and your mom said, I'm not sure the word Jew is accepted by the game. Isn't it slang? <laughs> I always forget that Kafka was called friends. <laughs> I saw baby hands, and I saw famous people's hands, and I saw feet, and I saw sculpted things in clays in a boutique, and there was a hand holding a genuine spoon, and there was another hand, a sculpted toothbrush. It was holding this toothbrush, and then it was not true, but there was a collection of um, four hands of different sizes and shapes, and they had been placed on a promontory on which small family was written. A Russian mother and daughters all dressed the same way and they were holding hands. There's a Chinese girl eating a pasta salad full of a topper, and then I saw an aging hunchback man with two caddies full of soup cans who was spreading his crust of breads equally between himself and the pigeons. I drank Heineken beer while watching Maya ride a horse called Honirik and they rode full of laughter and moused music through the cold air, foaming with dark green barley and strawberry silver mosquito strums. And then the horse were called Uranus, Mirage, Vagabond, Aino, Pietro, Soleil, O Beauty, Foxy, Junior, Ula Hoop, Queenie, Napoleon, Spaghetti, Terminator, Veronique, Rivaldi, Olivent, Understand, Kayak, Cayenne, Patchouli, 
Casanova, Neige, Shirley, Snow, Starlight, Romeo, and Ulrich. I opened my dad's cupboards and all I found there were cans upon cans of corned beefs. We had the corned beefs together directly from the can and I played from him with the eight ball he had got me for my birthday. And because he never gave a good answer, I could tell that this eight ball was lying. I wrote this poem about it while I was going to take acid with you and then we were picking on acid and the neighbors um, were playing music which sound very beautiful and Arabic, and then it sounded like my grandfather's songs that they sung to me before I went to bed, and then it turned into a turquoise language of the reptiles. I became because he, while he bet on horses, I became a girl with orange hair, and then I walked upon me. And then in that second, I took to walk upon me, and I sat, and I loved her more than I ever loved anyone before. Pretty wrapped his arm around my head, and I sat with the orange-haired women without a word in the wooden blue seats and watched the horse laugh as they drank fresh water from rose green copper tanks. When my, when my spirit screams that memory for me, I cried because the love of my life has gone away and I had been sad for so long. But then Freddy took my hands in his and I hallucinated we were brushing each other's hair and I laid at rest against her chest and gently stepped out of Chad Bukowski's heart. Um, whenever my dad got cash money from teaching the cello or the piano to very rich kids, uh, we always did two things. The first thing was to spend half of that money on the biggest burgers we could get from the fat burger uh, on Main Street. Um, the second thing was to drive together to an abandoned parking lot where we met with a tan, very tan, middle-aged um, guy with long blonde hair, and then we would exchange with him a few banalities for a while, and then my dad would get out of his trunk and just say, hmm, can we have these weed balls that are in your trunk? And then the guy would say, yes. Um, the weed was fragrant and vain with gold stains and dark orange, and my dad declared that it was the finest weed you could find in California. The weed smelled comforting, and I liked to hang out around my dad when he was smoking it. He would sit on his balcony all night. Uh, his balcony was outside of his house, so it was on the same ground of his house. Um, he would sit on the balcony all night and tell me stories. He would sit on his balconies and he would say, Remember our cat, Puccini? He had disappeared for weeks, remember that? And so I went to look for him over the darkened hills, and then one day I found him, and then he was in the hollow of a chestnut tree. This cat has been just hiding there because he was afraid of the coyotes. Um, sometimes there was extra money left, so my dad and I would go to the supermarket very late at night because they never closed uh, in California because they're awake for 24 hours. So we'll go to there and they're called Vons and we'll just stroll beastly along the aisles, mesmerized by all the beautiful shiny boxes that crept around the shelves like loving serpents. And 
those shells were meeting with all the neon lights and fucking the pop tarts around and fucking everything open with their open tongues crawling all the way up to transfer stars. That made my dad very happy. Um, is there a name for that unspeakable feeling of unspeakable sadness and absolute loss of face when you miss some days of school because you have the flu or something? Um, it's, it's especially worse when it happened um, before the summer vacation when all the teachers are laid back and the kids are at ease and they exchange like transcendent marbles and dirt piles and glued on little spirit spirits. And then when you come back at school, your best friend has a new best friend and her new best friend is the girl you both hate the most in the whole class and so your pre-flu best friend keep on inviting you to her house and sometimes because her parents are like saying things um, like, we haven't seen Purdy for a while, um, why don't you invite her for dinner tonight? And um, so she does and you, you know she doesn't see anything about it but she has to invite you um, to begin with because her parents ask you to do so or ask her to do so. And another time there's this pyjama party at her place and she invites you and her new best friend, which you didn't meet because she was hanging out with her when you were sick. And um, she, they, they're playing Zo Tycoon and it's really hard for you because you don't know this game. So they're playing it all evening and you're not really familiar with it because you, you usually play roller coaster Tycoon, which is so much easier because you just have to make roller coasters, which is better than treating animals. This is really hard animals. Um, and so she invites you and says, let's play Zoo Tycoon, and it's so hard for you. And anyway, you try to play it and you feel powerless since you don't even know how the game is going. And you laugh at all their jokes and there is this small smile, she was like, small smile. And um, they know each other, they know what's happening. And then they're smiling over your shoulders with eyes that read lame. Um, thinking about you, and then none of them ever speak to you again after the summer holidays. What is this name for the feeling which is a lapse of time encompassing this time and space when your absence accumulates in the universe and your lack of presence stimulates a tragedy, this space and time when only the presence of others exists and their actions and means are chaotic and meaningless, and yet they change the course of your faith in the most indolent way. Remember those blessed days when you jerked off of jasmine and of water and of bathes, and you were in your grandparents' base tub and it felt so good to just be believing that there were no vodkas or whiskeys or alcohol or sweets or weeds, and you were the only one sentient being to give an orgasm to your hands which handed to you the universe and to you handed the sky to you and handed the universe to the sky and then handed, handed the sky to you and the universe at that time. What is the name for that feeling? That feeling of terrible loss and grief and companionship when you get off school one fine morning and you realize you didn't watch the right movie on TV last night because you fell asleep or you were reading the same book for the third time, and then you were taking a bath while masturbating or playing mastermind 
with your mom's heroin addict boyfriend, Hervé, and everyone in history classes is making funny voices and quoting lines that they find pertinent, and you cannot understand them, or you cannot participate, and you feel like that there is this chasm between you and them, and then they're eating at school, so they can participate with each other, and they can tell each other about it, but you're not eating at school, and then they just go back home and talk about it at lunch break. Remember that night I took too many ambience and I dreamt I had two bottles of whiskey, one filled with water for you to drink, and one filled with whiskey for me to, to get drunk on. And in the dream, uh, you kept on pouring the water in, and you kept it pouring it into my cup instead of pouring it into the whiskey. We ate everything who slept around the earth with our shag tooth perfumed teeth. And we left everything around it with the earth. And our school was bored, and all of it around it was alive and dreaming. And I invented the bored part because I was looking at my husband here. And um, and then I was dreaming because I said I thought it would sound better. <laughs> and uh, I was dreaming. And at that time, days passed through me, and I became a child. But I still couldn't name this reversed anal stage when a mirror stared into my asshole, and I got to see nothing in between, the moon slit and my hands and the tufted wings of my enemies. But the walls of my bedrooms led across my face like a shawl caught in the treetops. They passed, and I became a child still, and I grew not fast enough to live, and not young enough to kill. And so Melanie, uh, the daughter of the shoemaker, um, we, we all know <laughs> the daughter of Shoemaker is a very, very famous story. Um, the daughter of Shoemaker. So Melanie, the daughter of the Shoemaker, uh, lived where her mom lived. Uh, her mom made me eat ostrich steaks um, and swore it was beef. Um, she lied. <laughs> it was ostrich. Um, her mom was angry at us, uh, me and Melanie, because... Um, we refused to take, and it's true, we refused to take deep sea diving lessons along with all the other daughters of the very like rich persons um, that we really didn't want to take it because we were so afraid. Um, then then uh, all of the other rich ladies she had met in the spring at the saloon to get her nails done were taking those lessons and we didn't want to take it. Um, so there she got her toilet painted and the crank of her ass was waxed and she had pure honey strips and she was really shaved and then her hair was part shaved and then her body was shaved too and then she had mint coated blades. Melanie, the daughter of the shoemaker, she forced me to watch The Sixth Sense. Um, you know The Sixth Sense, so it's very hard to watch it. And then uh, there is this scene, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna uh, go away from this. In The Sixth Sense. Okay, I'm almost done, can I just finish it? Okay. So I'll talk about the sixth sense to people who want to hear about it. So forget about the sixth sense. I'll talk about it later. Okay, I'm sorry. So she forced me to wear the sixth sense before bed. Her cousin Alex came to visit me one weekend, and we had a night together, a white night, and I and his cousin, the daughter of the shoemaker, um, she was lying down on the ground on each side of me. I nebulously grazed Melanie's cousin crotch through his jeans, and that was the very first time I ever felt a cock growing, and I felt the disappointed indignation of fervent Christian in front of a science documentary about how Jesus didn't look at all like this, 
pale pastel lips and you know laundry blue eyes and long golden locks of hairs, but was rather tan and brunettes and um, with a large nose and he had like really sharp features. Um, his jeans were deep black and we kissed masks closed on the lips for hours and hours. And then when his cousins fell asleep, Alex took my hand and moved into my ears. You look so beautiful in the dark. Thank you. <laughs> well, we've learned a lot tonight. We've learned a whole lot. Um, you all be well. Have a good night. Stay safe. The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org.